Happy New Year and welcome to 2022. You're here in the Witch Hut and I'm your host, Chelsea Martinez. Uh, just real quick, I can already tell that my cat is gearing up to be as bad as she can be. So she might be making her podcast presence known. <laughs> she might be my new co-host. Uh, but how's 2022 treating you guys? Um, it's had a little bit of a weird vibe for me. I think after two years of pandemic, time feels a little different, and this January has kind of felt like leftover 2021 in a lot of ways, but we do have in-bulk happening next week, so that's our halfway point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox, so hopefully that'll start kind of gearing the world up to show us some new beginnings. Um, that would be nice. I think that I've kind of not really started 2022 yet. I haven't even done my New Year's reading for myself, but maybe uh, getting back into this podcast will get me in the mood to do that. So maybe I'll do that next. Taking an extended break and going through the roller coaster that is first beginning therapy gave me some new perspectives on myself as a witch. I've always been someone who slips into imposter syndrome type feelings, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, so I've made a list of the 10 things that sometimes make me feel like a bad witch. This is meant to be tongue-in-cheek, because of course, there is no such thing as a bad witch. The first thing on my bad witch list is not minding dates or astrological happenings. New Year's Eve was a Friday, which is the day of the week I set aside for spiritual practice, and it was also a new moon. Basically, it was the perfect night to ring in the new year in a magical way. But the day before, I got my Moderna booster, so by the time New Year's Eve rolled around, there was no way I was going to be able to do much of anything at all. And, you know, this isn't the first time I've skipped a moon or a sabbat or a day that's promised to be energetically supercharged. And it's easy to feel like less of a witch because of it, but the truth is that magic doesn't go away, and dates and times are only as significant as you want them to be. The second thing on my list is sticking to the basics when they're easier and you're more comfortable with them. I love a white candle and a clear quartz, and I have spells that I know by heart that are simple and adaptable. I completely understand feeling like you need a huge book of a million spells and as many rituals and recipes as you can get your hands on, but being overwhelmed by all of that doesn't make you any less of a witch. The third bad witch habit is not having certain tools that are considered traditional. I think this is becoming less prevalent in most of the current witch resources, but I remember always hearing about how you had to have certain types of ritual tools that were made and maintained in very specific ways. Personally, I don't own a cauldron or an athame. I've considered buying these things because I do appreciate what they represent, but at the moment, I don't notice that I'm lacking them for any practical purpose while I'm actually practicing my craft. Sometimes that can give me a little flash of, oh, does that mean I'm not a real witch? 
But the truth is I'm committed to my path and aware of my needs. And I think it's healthier to focus on what will actually benefit you and own that rather than making sure you have tools that you're told you need in order to be a real witch. The fourth thing on this list ties into the first one, and that is prioritizing things other than your spiritual life. I am a very spiritual person, and in a lot of ways, my spiritual path is at the center of my life. That being said, no matter how well you keep that centered, there are a whole lot of other things that will always be going on as well. I do feel bad when I skip something that I want to this is my third time recording that. My cat is just uh, all over my desk area. So <laughs> I do feel bad when I skip something that I want to do because something came up or I just couldn't get into it. I think this is especially important to talk about as we get into the third year of a pandemic because that kind of prolonged stress can make it very hard to get into a spiritual mindset. I think that spirituality can be something that you invest into when you have the emotional bandwidth for that and then passively withdraw from when you can't pour more of yourself into it. Number five is being a skeptic. This might be a surprise, but I'm actually fairly skeptical. I consider myself to be a skeptical believer, which for me means that I do believe in the supernatural and magic and all that other spooky goodness, but I also believe that most of the happenings that people experience have mundane explanations. I try not to jump right to that was a ghost or even that was a sign. I think it's important to consider your perceptions critically and that a very healthy dose of skepticism won't kill the magic if you're seeking genuine spiritual experiences. Number six on the bad witch list is not keeping up with the latest trends. At 30, I am a little older than a lot of the people very first coming to witchcraft and I'm aware that I'm outside of the demographic that drives trends. Keeping up with what's popular over on Witch Talk can introduce you to some new things that you never considered, but just like any other community, witches cycle through trends. Just because something is popular doesn't mean that it's more valid, so don't feel like you're doing yourself a disservice by not paying attention to what other witches are up to. The seventh item on this list relates to the point that I just made, and that is not feeling a connection with the larger witch community. Part of why I have this podcast is because I wasn't seeing a lot of content that I felt really touched me. I have struggled a lot with comparing myself to other witches and feeling that what they shared about themselves was so different from my own experiences and my own perspective that maybe there was something wrong with me. Having a relationship with the witch community as a whole is something that I can speak about at length, and I probably will at some point, but... What I do want to say for now is that you do not need the validation of others to be a real witch. If you look at other witches and don't see yourself reflected in them, that doesn't mean anything about you as a practitioner. Number eight is not keeping perfect records. 
if you don't have a book of shadows, you've definitely thought about having one and you've definitely heard all about how important it is to meticulously detail every single thing you learn, you perform, and that you experience. Some people are very good at keeping records and other people are like me. My records are somewhat haphazard and I definitely do not keep up with them as much as I'd like to. I see the benefit of documenting your spiritual life and I do hope to improve at that, but your book of shadows does not need to define you as a witch. Record what makes sense for you and then don't worry about the rest. Number nine is not learning every single thing related to witchcraft. Having a variety of skills is so admirable, but your time is a precious resource and focusing on the things that truly excite you or things that will be useful for you will be so much more helpful to your growth as a witch. A lot of areas of witchcraft are massive fields of study and you could easily devote decades to just one. Something that I personally don't know much about is herbalism. I'll pick up things here and there, but ultimately, I'm not someone who will likely ever delve deeply into it because it just doesn't factor into my practice as much as other things that I do want to devote myself to studying. And finally, my favorite thing on this list is the one that I've saved for last, and that is actually enjoying things outside of your spirituality. I'm someone who does like to live a highly spiritual life, and I incorporate that into a lot of otherwise mundane things. But I feel like most people, like almost every person, isn't really meant to live a life that is spiritually tuned in 24-7, and I think that the impulse to justify so-called guilty pleasures with spirituality is very damaging psychologically and spiritually. You don't have to tell me why your love of Twilight signifies your devotion to the goddess. I like Twilight and Married at First Sight and Animal Crossing and none of those things have anything to do with my path as a witch. I wouldn't eat a Twinkie and tell you that it's symbolic of my love of gourmet pastry because the truth is that sometimes the gourmet pastry doesn't scratch the itch for a Twinkie. And you can be a multifaceted being that likes Twinkies and something else delicious with a name I can't pronounce. I think that to shoehorn spirituality into interests that are very clearly not spiritual actually trivializes the deeply held passion for my spiritual path that I do have. For this week's reading, I'm using the Wandering Star Tarot by Kat Pierce. This is a hand-drawn deck that feels very whimsical and soft without veering too far over into fluff. Every card has keywords, which usually I don't really like, but in this deck, the keywords are very cleverly incorporated into the artwork, and I think that they actually really add a little extra something to it. Our card today is the Three of Swords, and our keywords are heartbreak, sorrow, and grief. If you've been feeling a little like I've been feeling, kind of out of sorts at the start of the new year, this card could be a reminder to examine any sources of pain that you haven't yet processed and healed. 
I think at the start of a new year, it's very easy to feel like you need to let go of something that happened the previous year, as if your pain has a deadline. It's important to allow yourself time and give yourself compassion. And that brings us to the end of our first episode of Season 1B. I hope 2022 is off to a good start for you and that if you celebrate in bulk, your celebrations are everything you would like. If you want to keep up with The Witch Hut, you can follow on Instagram at The Witch Hut Pod and you can find me at Pigeon Sauvage. Until next time, stay safe, healthy, and magical.